Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, the Chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology in the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. With me today is Dr. Bill Maurice, the Chair of the Department of Laboratory Medicine and Pathology at Mayo Clinic and the President of Mayo Clinic Laboratories. This is our weekly discussion with Dr. Maurice in which we learn about updates in the field of laboratory medicine and pathology. Hi, Bill, welcome back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Although I guess in podcast land, we never really left, but anyway. Well, right, we're just continuously here talking to one another. It's great. That's right, but it's good to get <laughs> together again. Yes, so I understand that you've been participating in some important events recently, one of which is was hosted by the UN, President Biden's Global COVID-19 Summit. Yeah, a lot of important uh, events I've been participating both at home, I guess, because we have a new puppy, and as well as <laughs> um, on, the, on the bigger stage. On September 22nd, I was invited, along with other private industry leaders, to participate in the Global Summit on COVID-19 which was hosted by the UN in collaboration with President Biden. It was the first time I've had the opportunity to participate in something of such magnitude. And it was really eye-opening, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, well, maybe you could tell us a little bit about it. I know I'd love to hear more and I'm sure our listeners would as well. If you recall in early September, when the Biden administration announced the push to get boosters available to Americans, there was concern expressed by the WHO and others about getting a third dose of vaccines to uh, Americans and in other parts of the world when really this is a global crisis and how are we using the tools that we have available to us to manage the pandemic globally. And so the summit was held really to rally all the nations from across the globe to address issues around vaccine distribution and equity, as well as actual management of patients with COVID-19, making sure those tools are available across the globe. And then last but not least, an actual focus on investments that can be made in pandemic preparedness for the future, now recognizing the, the toll, which is I get the struggle for an adjective for, to describe the magnitude of the toll COVID-19 has inflicted on the world, both from a health perspective as well as from an economic perspective, and really a recognition that that pandemic preparedness is actually an issue for global security that needs to really be much more actively invested in and managed. And so that was really the theme of the summit. So as you can imagine, it went on for a few hours because there was a lot to cover. Yeah, I can't even imagine. We've been talking about this on our podcast for a while now that we, this really is a global situation and we continue to see new variants arising and they're arising in parts of the world where there are a lot of cases still. So clearly this is something that we're in all in together. For me personally, the, probably the most eye-opening was that, of course, President Biden hosted the first session. Uh, Vice President Harris was actually involved in hosting part of it as well. But Many leaders from across the globe actually participated. It was a virtual event and commented both from uh, Africa, Latin America, as well as Asia about the toll that COVID-19 is having in their countries and their perspectives and really honestly shared some pretty eye-opening numbers. As a, for instance, at the time the summit was held, over 74%, I think, of the vaccines that have been distributed globally have only been distributed in 10 countries. And those are mostly developed nations, as you can imagine. The fact that there are still trade and IP issues that are making it very difficult to produce vaccines outside of the United States and a few other countries. And so these were the issues that were brought forward, really as equity issues, 
and hearing from people like uh, President Ramposa, other global leaders just talking about their need, not just for vaccines and clearly a desire for vaccines, but also just for things like oxygen and PPE and other things that really here in the U.S. we see, as, I won't say take for granted, but because certainly there's been health systems that have been struggling to get these things, but we kind of see that as sort of the past days of the pandemic and the focus is on vaccination, whereas really in much of the world, only one to two percent at best of their of their population are vaccinated, so they're really struggling, particularly as Delta has spread across the globe. Yeah, that's a really important point there that we have so many people just struggling for basic necessities, like we've said, patient care, health care, oxygen. What are some of the things that came out of this then? What are some of the positive next steps forward that we could take? Well, first of all, there was a commitment from the United States and other countries to really make available not only vaccines, that was the day that, that the event actually where President Biden announced that, that we would make an additional 500 million vaccines available for distribution across the globe. Many other countries stepped up to do the same. Similar commitments, of course, I think not quite the same scale as the U.S., but many, many countries committed to making vaccines available. That was number one. And with that, there was also a call for accountability. So it's easy, I think, for these politicians, honestly, to make announcements about what will be available, but who holds them accountable for following through? And that was a big theme from President Biden is that the countries that have access to resources have to be held accountable to making them available to other countries. And, and he, they have a follow-up meeting probably in, in the 2-1 or 2-2 of 2022 to see how we're doing. There was a commitment made there to, to get 70% of the world vaccinated by this time next year, by the next UN, because this, of course, was coincide with the UN Global meeting. And so this, that, that commitment was made. Also commitments were made to invest in making oxygen and PPE available and also testing. That's why Mayo Clinic Labs was, in, was invited was to recognize that in parts of the globe, particularly where there's not much vaccination, we have to have much better plans for both testing and treatment. And we've seen that even here in the U.S. where there's people who are unvaccinated or where we're dealing with breakthrough infections. So there was also a commitment to, to invest in those resources and to make them available in the U.S. and across the globe. Now, you mentioned that uh, Mayo Clinic, of course, has been working tirelessly over the past 18 months to really do what we can to help bring an end to this pandemic. And you were invited as part of this as a leading healthcare organization. What are some of the contributions that you felt you could bring to this meeting? And what are some of the things we've been doing at Mayo Clinic to really help forward our, our healthcare and, and bring that into the pandemic? Yeah, well, I mean, the countries can invest in terms of making resources available, but we have to have the know-how about how to use them. And that's one thing we've been doing here at Mayo. As you know, many of us, myself, yourself, other leaders have been participating in both national and global thought leadership, planning, those sorts of activities say, how can tests be best used to manage this pandemic, number one? We made a commitment to continue to do that and also to continue to spur research into not just testing, but treatment. You know, Mayo Clinic has been a leader in some of the clinical trials and to really make ourselves available to continue that work. Those are some of the things at Mayo. So it's really very much from an innovation and thought leadership perspective that we want to continue to make uh, contributions uh, as these resources become available to help, help the world understand how to use them. And of course, Mayo Clinic is just a small part of that, but an important part. And so I think that's a lot of what we're focused on. The other thing which I mentioned was that there was also, I think uh, Vice President Harris announced a major investment by the U.S. and a number of other countries in terms of creating funding for global pandemic preparedness. That's another opportunity, I think, where Mayo Clinic other healthcare organizations 
will have to work in combination with public health to say, what does this look like? You know, how do, what, what does pandemic preparedness look like so that we don't have to suffer through something like COVID-19 again in our lifetimes? I think we've definitely learned a lot from this pandemic, certainly in clinical microbiology, as you know, I'm the chair of that division and we've been giving that a lot of thought. And I would say that in working with the FDA closely, we've created new processes to rapidly bring tests up and then have them evaluated by the FDA. I guess so we still have to think of this as a larger scale. How can we make sure that the nation is ready and not just the United States, but other countries to have access to those tests? Yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot. I mean, hopefully we can get to the point where we actually learn from the pandemic and are better going forward. Of course, Build Back Better is, was a theme of the conference. So that was kind of an eye towards the future. But I think we understand now, I mean, the importance of diagnostics, not that we didn't before, and that we can't underinvest in our diagnostic capabilities, both as a country and as a global community. I think you pointed out the need to really, we look at um, how we, use regulations to prove that tests are safe and effective and do what we want them to, but they're still agile enough to we can respond quickly to these things as they come up. And I think there's other hard questions that will be asked. You know, again, some of the global leaders were pointing out that much of the vaccine availability has been driven through uh, government funding of both to procure manufacturing and to drive research and innovation. You know, what does that mean for these companies as they hold intellectual property? How much should they be willing to share either to lessen trade rules, to allow things to, and raw materials to move more easily, and also to allow countries to manufacture a big push was that these countries would be better off in terms of less developed world in terms of having both testing manufacturing as well as treatment and vaccine manufacturing capabilities. So I think that's going to go beyond testing, but testing and thinking about what, what we need as a global healthcare community will be really important. And that's something where Mayo Clinic and other leaders in healthcare will really need to be willing to, as we talked about a lot, be at the table, make our voices heard. And that's why it was very gratifying for me to at least have the opportunity to participate in this global summit, even though I didn't actually say anything beyond a, a video statement, which I made. Well, I agree. It's an incredible opportunity, and I'm so glad you were able to represent Mayo Clinic there. And I think it also does really represent the fact that we have been at the table. We've been at the forefront in uh, laboratory testing throughout this pandemic. We need to continue to be so. We need to make sure that we're prepared for the next pandemic. So continuing to be at the table. Yeah, I know. And it, we as all of us, right? You don't have to work at Mayo Clinic right, to right. be a voice at the table. I, I think and there's one thing we have learned and continue to learn through the pandemic is the need for people to have access to good information, the need for good, healthy dialogue around these issues. And that happens locally, it happens in your, in your work setting, in your healthcare setting. It's important for all of us to really advocate, be, share what we know and advocate for the needs of the patients that we serve. So the more we do that collectively, the better off we'll all be. Yeah, I completely agree, Bill. Well, thank you again for representing us in President Biden's Global COVID-19 Summit. And thank you for the update from that important summit for us. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how this evolves now over the next, uh, it'll give us a whole set of topics to talk, talk about. Yeah, right. Probably. <laughs> no, great. It was great talking to you as always. Yeah, you too, Bill. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.